I'm recording this podcast at a slightly different time of day. Um, I'm recording it in the evening because we're heading up to the Christmas holidays and I have a very long to-do list um, which I want to complete by tomorrow because we're finishing for an extended break of Christmas. It's been it's been one of those years. However, really important to record this uh, this podcast for you because it is drumroll our two hundredth episode, which is quite phenomenal when you think we are just about to to leave two thousand and nineteen and enter. 2020. There must be some significance in all these twos and zeros going on. So well, that's what I think anyway. Um, and this this podcast is is something that I do every year and I look at our most popular content over the last 12 months. It's something I do anyway. I review, you know, how many visitors we've had to the site, how many email opt-ins we've had, um, what our open rate is, all, all those metrics that give you an indication of how well you are doing. Um, and I want to share with you some of the top pod, uh, some of the top podcasts we've had, some of the, um, the, the key blog posts, some of the pages interesting that are visited on our website that might give you some clues about where you might want to uh, you know focus your attention in 2020 so let's get into it welcome to the recruitment marketing and sales podcast an obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth so listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit Well, hi there, everyone. This is Denise from the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast with episode 200. Wow, how did that happen? Anyway, if you're new here, welcome. Um, (laughs) Obviously, now you know that you have another 200 uh, episodes you can go back and listen to. Um, and, uh, and, and really to inform your decision on where to go. Um, that is what this podcast is about today because we're going to share with you our top, uh, podcasts and posts from, uh, 2019. And, uh, I also want to chat a little bit about, um, uh, some of our other most popular pages on the website, which I think will give you a clue too. So, but if you are new here, welcome. Um, if you head over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk, um, I'm going to be talking about various blog posts today and I will drop links to all of these for you over in that post. And also whilst you're there, um, if you have not audited your marketing, I would strongly suggest, particularly as I think you're going to be uh, at some point listening to this at the end of one year as we start another or, or maybe we'll have started the new year by the time you get to listen to this. So you really do need to think about where is your marketing currently and where do you want it to be? And this is a really, really easy checklist to download. So go and download that checklist. And uh, within the next couple of weeks and when we come back uh, from the new year, we've actually put together a really useful report for you that, that outlines all the key recruitment marketing trends that have been happening over the last year or two and and really looking forward to 2020 so it gives you a real handle and steer on what you need to be thinking about as we as we move into drumroll the next decade so let's kick off with reviewing where you're at because um i do this every year um because uh, I'm, I'm going to review where we're at anyway, and I always think it's a good thing to share with our listeners um, what's popular, 
um, so they can get a steer on what other recruitment business owners think is important and and also gives a, a sway with the market because, you know, we do have a lot of listeners. So it does give you a, a sense of where things are going. But the other thing to, to do when you're reviewing is, OK, so, you know, is our traffic on the website up or down? Um, what are our most popular pages? Have we got more email subscribers? All of this is great data for you because if you want to move forward, you need to know where your starting point is uh, um, as you uh, as you start to plan the different activities that you're going to do. So um, when when I look on the the, the Superfast website, um, it, it's really quite fascinating. We look at the the most popular pages are our service pages, and also the Meet the Team because people want to know who they're working with. You can see that that makes a massive difference for people in, in today's uh, business landscape. It's really important who people are working with. And our About Us page and our Meet the Team page are two of our most popular. And then following that is our case studies and testimonials. And and this is something, for I think, for everyone to consider. One of the first things we ever do when we start working with a client is say, OK, tell us about your testimonials. Tell us about your case studies, because we tend to, you know, just as a general rule, we tend to work with experienced recruiters who really want to move forward and they've usually got an awful lot of uh, credibility behind them, but they don't always communicate it. And that's something that's that's really vital. And as we know, because when we look at all our other clients' websites, exactly the same for them too. Obviously, you know, their job board gets a, a high percentage of people visiting it, but, you know, people are looking for, for validation. Are you the sort of person that can, uh, that can help me? And then obviously, for us, it's blog posts. And I wanted to share with you our top 10 blog posts, which give you a sense of what is really always key in the market, where your focus probably needs to be um, uh, next year too. Now, interestingly, um, a, a couple of posts have been uh, popular for a couple of years and they are sort of classic posts demonstrating that there will always be a need for this. And the first post, the most visited post that we have is one around lead generation strategies. So it's the 10 lead generation strategies for recruiters. Now, um, you don't need to worry about this because when you go and go over to Superfast Recruitment, go and look at the best recruitment marketing posts of 2019. And I've just basically listed them all for you. So you can click through and go and uh, go and look at them. And obviously you can uh, you can listen to them too on, um, on iTunes and Spotify and, and all the other various places. So I think it's, it's it's so pivotal because every single organization, if they want to scale and grow, has to have consistent lead generation. Now, I've talked about this, I think, a couple of posts ago. It isn't rocket science sometimes, and sometimes people do overcomplicate it. It's just, I think, what, what tends to happen is people put their foot on the gas and then people take their foot off the gas. And that's where all the problems start. But so what we've done in this particular post, uh, very simple, easy to read. We've just listed 10 really simple lead generation strategies. If you are doing them consistently, they will work for you. So that's in at one is lead generation strategies. Now, number two, a new entry this year is a great interview. And if you haven't listened to it, really strongly suggest you do. And it was a guest podcast with Howard Greenwood. And Howard is an ex-recruitment business owner. He now is a consultant in the in the space. 
And one of his, if you like, um, topics that he is renowned for knowing an awful lot about is uh, introducing a retained service into your recruitment company. Now, this is one of our longer podcasts. I think it's nearly an hour. It was an interview that uh, took place between uh, between Howard and uh, and Sharon and uh, no holes barred. And he just basically gave a step by step on introducing a retained service. And obviously, you know, a lot of recruiters do an awful lot of work um, in the contingency space and and aren't always compensated in the way that possibly they could. You know, they take a lot of risk. And basically, um, Howard talks about the mindset shift and how easy it is to really just focus on what you want and and pull in that retained business so you've got like a consistent stream of income. It enables you to provide an even better service too. So I won't spoil his thunder, but if there's one that go you want to go and listen to, particularly if you're thinking about having this as part of your offering next year, and I think that is is really key too, is thinking about you know your products and services and you know what what products could you as a recruitment company offer because it's much easier to buy a product from a from a recruiter and one of that 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 might be a retained service so in at three is a popular one and uh, I think it just shows how uh, everyone still is wondering how do we combine marketing and sales and it's the secret power of features advantages and benefits quite old school but it's that old school um, strategy that works because I think so so often uh, a lot of a lot of recruiters, particularly newer recruiters, are not taught to sell in quite the same way. They're not taught about you know what what's the key elements of our recruiting process or our recruiting product. How do we then relate it to the advantages that that's going to give a customer, um, whether that be a candidate or a client? And when we've done that, how do we relate it? As a benefit, because a benefit is that implicit need that your candidate or clients has, and how you know how do we work with that? So, uh, a really, really good blog post strongly suggests that you go and uh, and listen to that one. And I think this has been in the top ten for the last two years because it's so uh, so popular. And a hot tip here: what we do is we continue to share our content, by the way, all the time on social media. So so people are interacting with it all the time, and, and you can see how how popular things. Are. The next one is the power of marketing funnels. Now, this one all relates to the fact of why do we need a marketing funnel? And in this particular post and podcast, it's quite a comprehensive one. We go into the fact that, um, you know, there's a bias cycle. Um, it's okay doing spot business, and we've all done that, I'm sure, as salespeople and recruiters. However, um, not everyone is going to convert straight straight away. And if you've got a thousand people to ring, how could you be nurturing those individuals um, to to actually uh, a point where they're going to convert and they're going to work with you as their as their recruiter um, without spending shed loads of time doing it? And one of the things to do is to create a marketing funnel. You might have a marketing funnel for for candidates. You might have one for clients. You can get really sophisticated and have one for certain types of clients and certain types of candidates. And these work like gangbusters, no matter what anyone says to you, because what happens is people are being nurtured. And, you know, you are probably uh, or you may well be on our on our list 
and you are nurtured all the time and you know every Friday morning it will drop into your inbox you get a great piece of content and you know we are always front of mind with you so that when you are ready to to convert and and to come and work with us then um, it's so much easier for us because we've nurtured you all this time and, and literally we're doing a, you know, a one to many a type of promotion. So that makes a massive difference. Now, in at five is something I alluded to earlier, and that is case studies. And um, this particular post is about why case studies work when it comes to converting clients and candidates, because in today's market, there is so much choice. So it's not like years ago and, uh, you know, we tell the story about the fact that we worked in the pharmaceutical industry and I know it's the same in many other sectors. There were many recruiters and you had to keep on the right side of the likes of at the time it was Royce. That was the, uh, you know, it'd be interesting if any, anybody from Royce or whoever took them over um, uh, is listening to this particular podcast. And, and they were the pharmaceutical recruiter. Um, but now it's different. And now there's a lot more choice. And people like, um, you, because we do a lot of our purchases online, you know, we, we, we go and check everything out, first of all, before we even bother to pick the phone up. Um, fascinating. We bought a car um, a year or two ago. And uh, when we went and bought this car, you know, basically we knew what we wanted because we'd done all the research before we, we turned up at the garage and we knew, you know, what was good and what wasn't good. And that is where, you know, crafting and writing a really good case study. And as I, I mentioned earlier, a lot of the people that we work with, uh, have been around a long time, they're very good at what they do, and they've loads of people that they can pull a case study from. And, you know, by doing this, you've got things that are working for you all the time. They can be part of your follow-up process. They can be available on the website. You can constantly share them on social media. They will make a massive difference to you. And, and it is one of the first things whenever we start working with a client and the, one of the, the things that we do is sit down and say, okay, so where are you at? Where do you want to be? And then we look at the marketing collateral and say, okay, so what have we got that we could be working with straight away that's going to give you some results? And um, many, many people don't have a case study and it's something that uh, that then we, we strongly suggest. Now, this particular post, you can go along to it and it'll give you a Virtually a step by step of what's the benefits of, of having a case study, where you need to start, what you need to think about, the sort of things you want to include in it. Now, the next one is new for this year. And this is in at six. And this is how to write a client winning proposal. And fascinating, isn't it? Because the market is shifting and changing. And I think a lot of recruiters are very savvy and they know that it's about the lifetime value of a client now. And that, you know, really, ideally, um, you know, you want to get into slightly bigger organisations where you can have a consistent um, entry point and supply of uh, vacancies that you can fill. And sometimes when this is the case, then you need to have a proposal that goes in so that you can demonstrate um, why you and why not somebody, somebody else. And you can demonstrate, you know, that you understand their business and um, what, what, what you will deliver and why, um, why, you know, why your service might be, might be different from, uh, from someone else's. And this is, this is proved a, a very popular post. So go along and check it out because we give a step by step about you know the benefits of, of proposals and also what you need to consider when you're writing your uh, your first one too ironically in at seven 
And uh, this is about marketing collateral. And this is uh, why you need these seven pieces of marketing collateral. Again, there's a, there's a link for you on the blog post. So you can go and listen to this one and read it too. And I think one of the things that uh, people need convincers in today's uh, in environment, and particularly around the business world we're all operating in. Um, and one of the reasons why, you know, a case study is a piece of marketing collateral that you can use to convince why work with you rather than uh, rather than someone else. So, you know, in this, uh, you know, it's a really comprehensive piece. Go and check it out. And we talk about the different pieces of marketing collateral you need from your website to your LinkedIn profile to case studies to your sales presentations as well. So um, and, and lead magnets and email campaigns. We, we've, we've covered them all. We've covered all the key ones there for you. So number eight is new in this year. And that's because the market's changing as well. It's really, really fascinating when you do this, this exercise. And, and I'd strongly recommend that you guys do it too. Go and have a look um, on your Google Analytics and it will actually show you your most popular post. And if you do a date range, um, you will, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see. Now, this one is about social profiles and why business and pleasure need to mix. Now, years ago, uh, I remember once a particular client saying to me, well, don't expect me to put anything on Facebook, Denise, because our organization doesn't do Facebook, um, which um, was quite fascinating, really. But anyway, that's another story. Um, and, and now, interesting, this this particular company do have a Facebook profile and, uh, well, a Facebook business page. Uh, and, you know, it is important because the lines are so blurred these days. You know, people know one another. You know, I'm connected to a fair percentage of our clients on Facebook and we interact, you know, I want to share that, you know, I want to support them. I want to share um, their their content. And I think it's, it is really key that, you know, um, as a business owner yourself, and, you know, I'd strongly encourage you know, to, to have a conversation with your consultants about this as well, is that your social profile also, you need to think about business, as well and, and and what's the business footprint you want to leave with your social profile because no matter what you say people are going to come looking for you on social media so if they're going to come looking for you rather than be that stealth person that's hiding um behind everybody else why don't you just be really transparent and open and you know you know have a business element to your social profile too um so that people think yeah this person seems a professional i'd really like to you know i'd really like to work with them so i've gone into a, quite a lot of detail on the post about you know images what you want to think about the sort of things you want to post and and it's not about being you know um, being scared stiff about what you post because you're a human being at the end of the day but it's it's thinking well okay you know, I'm a good human being and I'm a damn good recruiter. What could I be saying that, that is going to help me in my business too? Now, in at nine is a new post for this year. Um, and I think it just, just demonstrates. Um, and, and again, this was written at the back end of uh, 2019. So this, I suspect, will be much higher up next year. And this is about email marketing because email marketing is still still one of the best marketing strategies ever for recruiters and it will deliver a huge ROI. Um, yes, marketing is getting harder. It's bound to. We're in a very crowded space and a crowded market. However, people are still going to, you know, uh, open emails because 
we're wired to do that. So it's thinking about, you know, what sort of emails should you be sending? What campaign should be you be sending? How do you, you know, obviously you can outsource your email marketing to someone like us, but if you're going to write it yourself, what do you need to be thinking about in what you write and, and how to make an impact? So that I strongly suggest you go and, um, you know, have a listen to that particular one there because we talk about four specific email um, uh, campaigns to use in the in the recruitment sector. And in fact, we will, we're, we're running a webinar in January, depending on when you listen to the end of January with AppsGo over here in the UK. And that's around lead generation. But then we're going to run our own brand new email marketing webinar in February. So uh, so watch out for that one because we'll let you know when that's happening. And the final uh, uh, number 10, in fact, there were, there were a number of posts that sort of were around sort of um, the, the, the 10 uh, level um, and they were literally like, you know, just like 50 or 60 views between them. But, but I'm sticking to my 10 because that's what I always do. And this one is 90 day recruitment marketing planning. Very appropriate for this time of year as you as you're setting yourself up for success for not only 2020 but but hopefully new decade too and um it makes life so much easier if you plan in chunks so you you have your big vision so okay this is where i want to be at the end of 2020 and then you start to work back and say okay well if i want to be wherever i want to be in december then what actually should be happening at the end of quarter one what should happen at the end of quarter two, quarter three, quarter four? So I really go into quite a lot of depth around 90 day, uh, 90 day planning. And, you know, Sharon and I were brought brought up on it from a um, a, a corporate uh, background um, because it works. <laughs> uh, and we're used to working in 90 day plans. A lot of people aren't. But, you know, it's that go. Well, I always call it the Goldilocks principle that 90 days is a long enough period of time to actually get something to happen, but not too long that people think, oh, well, I'll do that. I'll do that a bit later on in the year. So it really sort of focuses you. So I hope this has been useful. Um, always good to continually audit what you're doing, check what's popular, because now for me, this informs me that, you know what, maybe we should do a little bit more on the sales side. Um, maybe I need to write some more content around marketing funnels and all the, the bits that work with it. Maybe I need to refresh case studies and testimonials. And actually with our Superfast Circle clients, we have a, you know, like a, um, a standard operating procedure for, for creating uh, case studies and, and also for getting testimonials from clients and candidates too. But it's making me think, well, maybe I need to do more on that. So um, this is Denise. Hope this has been useful. If you would like help with your marketing in 2020, we'd love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to work, to work with you either on one of our programs or to do, you know deliver some content for you. So get in touch. So this is Denise saying bye for now.